And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministries. We thank you for being part of today's program. As we're going to be talking about our prophetic update and answer the question, where does America stand in Bible prophecy? And of course, for those of you following us on social media, Facebook, Twitcasting, and the like, we ask that you continue to pray for us and share this program with your friends and family. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our guide, our defender, our rock, and our fortress in difficult times. As well as the good, Lord, you're always there for us. We thank you and we praise you. We pray you'll bless this conversation. Bless the study of your word and all those who are tuned in for your honor and glory. Thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuned into the truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. Again, as we're giving you a prophetic update regarding America and also America's future in Bible prophecy. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to our program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, a pleasure to have you on as always. Brother, it's always good to be ministering with you each and every week. Super excited, Nathan, super excited. God is always on the move. Uh, Nathan, on our last program, I forgot to ask you to share with, uh, with our audience in case someone is new to the ministry and how they can get a hold of us and also the resources. Oh, sure. Well, uh, if you're, this is the first time you've tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, this is the official podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. And our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And so we want folks to get excited about the Lord's soon return. So we do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is aired on all the major Christian networks and online. Uh, check out our website, ChristInProphecy.org. We have plenty of articles, videos, uh, social media, e-newsletter you can sign up for. we got so many resources like The Truth Will Set You Free to help you grow in your faith in Jesus Christ. So check us out. ChristinProphecy.org. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, for those of you that are part of our program, get a hold of those wonderful, wonderful resources. Uh, again, continue to uh, grow in the knowledge uh, and the faith of the Lord. So, so thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. So, Nathan, today has been an, uh, an incredible day. Uh, the latest news that has just left people wondering about the future of America. And of course, that is uh, Trump just shared his uh, farewell speech as he um, was not attending Joe Biden's uh, inauguration. And at the same time, we had Joe Biden and Kamala Harris sworn in as president and vice president of the United States of America. Kamala Harris, of course, being the first woman and, and, and black woman president. Uh, so this has left America and Christians in various uh, camps. Uh, some are fearful, some others are feeling disappointed, others are, are really um, see no hope for our future. And yet there's others uh, like you and I who look at Bible prophecy and we actually see America's future uh, according to the Bible. And that's what you and I are today. And one of the things is that really when it comes to Bible prophecy, we don't see America mentioned. But before we get into that, Nathan, I mean, an amazing, incredible day and, and in a way a challenging future for America. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, as of this recording, this is Inauguration Day, January 20th of 2021. Uh, both Biden and Harris are in. And as expected, he signed a slew of executive orders 
pretty much opening the borders, stopping the uh, border wall along Mexico, opening up the travel restrictions for uh, hostile Islamic countries. Uh, he's trying wants to close down the Keystone Pipeline for energy independence. Uh, he seems to be more interested in hamstringing the United States on his first day than helping it grow. And uh, that's just the beginning. Of course, we're seeing big media, big tech, and uh, quite a lot of um, big names in, in government uh, wanting to limit free speech, limit conservatives, and especially Christians. And so we know from Ephesians that where it tells us that behind all the world powers are Satan's powers. Uh, we know that, that that's fine. See, now, we're not saying that Republicans or Democrats, uh, you know, if you get the Republicans in, that's God's army. <laughs> if you get the Democrats in, that's Satan's army. Uh, but what it should be is a wake-up call for Christians, and this is a, a sin that I believe, the Christian camp, and you know, you could disagree with me, but I believe the last four years, uh, Christians have elevated Trump into their Messiah, and the Lord has taken that away, and he's brought us to depend on him. Matter of fact, I was reading Isaiah 30 in my devotionals this morning, and God was chastising Israel for constantly going to Egypt to help. They wouldn't, they wouldn't call to God. They go to Egypt, and God was mocking Egypt for being weak and poor, and you know they couldn't help uh, Israel. So what were they doing? And I think the same thing here. We've, as Christians, have turned to politics as the answer. And really, the church is supposed to be separate from governments and institutions. The church is meant to change the hearts of people. When you change the hearts of people for Christ, then people's value systems align with God's, and thus they act that way, they vote that way, and we're seeing... Uh, change in the country away from Judeo-Christian values. So as Christians, we got to remember, God's in charge. Uh, he works through the church, not necessarily through countries. And you're right, Vic, absolutely right. America is not in Bible prophecy, uh, not at all, except as one country among all the countries that will one day join the Antichrist global government. It's mm -hmm. got to happen. It's etched in stone the days of freedom and democracy have to be turned away, and eventually the United States needs to align under the Antichrist's global empire and be at odds and want to destroy Israel. It's it's what's in prophecy. That's the future. So it's hard to see. I don't know about you. It's hard to watch, but that's how it's got to happen. Well, and Nathan, and thank you for sharing that. And this is why, really, as we look at the big picture, as we really see Bible prophecy, as we see how, if we're living in the last days, which I believe we are, we believe we're at the brink of the rapture, then all these things need to line up in order for that to occur. And we are, we will be, we're being a little bit naive if we don't recognize that these things are falling into place. And uh, it's sad in a sense for me to say that because of course we will we want America to continue to be used by God mightily uh, uh, to share the gospel and make a difference. But if our nation is weakening in morals, in ethics, and in the biblical values, then we can definitely see that we're heading in that direction, right? Well, I thought one of the main points that Trump made in his farewell address was very poignant. He made the point that a country that loses faith and confidence in itself is doomed to failure. And I think we've seen it. We've seen that on the left, who continues to paint America as a racist country filled with hatred and uh, colonialization, and we need to be weakened so we can join the one world government, which is the future of America, according to Bible prophecy. And on the right, we've seen people lose faith in the country because we've left our Judeo-Christian values. Half the country doesn't believe in the country anymore, so we, we can see it in. And 
uh, both sides see the demise of the United States. So how can a country survive when most of the population has lost faith in it? And that's a tragedy because America does amazing and wonderful things. The Lord has used it mightily. But Bible prophecy says that Israel needs to rise and the world empires need to decline. We're seeing Israel rise in prominence and power just as prophesied. And we see a globalized government. President Trump might have been the last reprieve. The uh, God uses men, whether they're Christian or not. I can't tell you whether Trump is saved or not. I, I don't have insight. He's given a testimony. He says he is. Uh, but um, God's used him like he used Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, the whole world, you could tell. I mean, the satanic hatred for him is unbelievable. I mean, nobody I've seen, and even when Georgia W. Bush was in, the, the hatred for Trump because he was holding back the globalist agenda, which is Satan's agenda. And now there's nothing restricting it. And so uh, we'll probably see the fall of Boris Johnson in the UK. Certainly Netanyahu will probably not win re-election in the spring. And, and uh, that's what's left is Putin. And Putin's a strong nationalist. But we know that Russia's destroyed at the Gog-Magog invasion of Israel. So everything is kind of falling into place for this global government. And America needs... Uh, prophetically to be weakened. Now, that doesn't mean that in the millennial kingdom, those believers who live here can have the United States again, but as a Christian nation once more during the millennial kingdom. We know in Bible prophecy that Israel will be in the millennial kingdom, Christ's kingdom. We know that Assyria will be. We know that Russia will be. And we know that Egypt will be in that kingdom. So I don't know what the national alignment will be during the millennial kingdom, but we know certain nations will be there. Assyria will come back. Russia will be almost destroyed by the Gog-Magog invasion, and yet it will be back too. So my hope is that there'll be a remnant of Christians who survive the tribulation and reform the United States into whatever form it'll be and go into the Millennial Kingdom. So there's, there's kind of hope in that. But again, our hope isn't in, in human politics. It's in Christ's kingdom. Ooh, amen. Praise the Lord. And Nathan, and, and thank you so much for sharing those biblical scenarios, because those are things that we can really, uh, uh, in a sense, uh, um, put our focus on because it's in the Bible. It's it's the biblical prophetic perspective on how things are going to line up. We don't know the date. We don't know the time. But we definitely believe that it's going to happen very, very soon. These next four years, I believe, Nathan, uh, for America is going to reveal our true colors, whether those colors will be patriotism, red, white, and blue, or will be black and blue from the persecution we're going to receive. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was real telling in the second presidential debate when Joe Biden said that he was the Democratic Party. Right. Joe Biden is the Democratic Party, and he's, a rep he's our now face of the United States. We're talking about a geriatric serial liar who spent his entire life lying and, and getting rich off of his position and not doing anything and uh, basically getting senile. And, uh, you know, he's the president. I'm going to support him. I'm going to pray for him uh, like no other president I've prayed for in the past. I want him to succeed where it comes to values and morals. But you're right. He's a puppet for the left, and the left is godless. The, and they want communism. That's the, really the ultimate goal and that global government. And he seems already to, and he's only been in a few hours and he's already doing everything they say. And frankly, I don't see him lasting as president very long. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is already talking about using the 25th Amendment on him. I think the goal, uh, when Bernie Sanders, uh, the Democratic Party didn't want him as their leader, uh, and all of a sudden all the other candidates dropped out in the primaries and Joe Biden was a candidate, 
that the deal was, well, okay, well, you need to pick another face for the left. And that's Kamala Harris. She is very leftist. She's um, there's <laughs> very, very leftist. So she'll probably be our president before the four years are out. And you're right, brother. I mean, we're seeing that now that they have control of Congress, the Senate, and the executive branch, the amount of persecution that's going to come down on their enemies, who they see as conservatives and Christians, is going to be phenomenal. It already is. The courts can counter it as court cases come up, but that takes a few years. So you're right. And uh, I mean, Twitter alone has banned 70,000 accounts. Uh, Parler is, is fighting to stay alive. And we've seen big tech so easily erase anything that stands against them. And, and that's, brother, that is just the beginning of what we read about in tribulation, because the Antichrist kingdom does just that. A giant propaganda machine that crushes all in its path. It's but it'll be even worse then. Christians will be openly beheaded, just like they are in, say, Nigeria or Arab countries. So it, I don't mean to depress anybody, but but that's where Bible prophecy is going. But Vic, you're about to share a passage with us that give Christians hope, right? We need hope. Well, Nathan, yeah. And I believe we, we always have to share a little bit of the bad news, but then we, you and I will also share the good news. And, the, <laughs> and, and we, we like to be balanced. We like to share people the reality of what's going on around us, because, you know, it's like the Bible says in the Proverbs, when you see danger, you're wise if you hide from it. In other words, you need to see what's going on, right? Right. And, and the reality is that, you know, we saw where the Obama administration left off, Biden was, in a sense, uh, Obama's right-hand man. Now, a lot of that might pick up where it left off, and we we have to be reminded it wasn't pretty where the nation was going. It wasn't pretty when, when laws were being passed where men could go into the same bathrooms uh, with, with women, uh, little children. Imagine if you had a, a, a daughter or a girl going to the bathroom and, and a guy can actually walk in at the same... You know, these are the things that people kind of forget. <laughs> well... Oh. Well, that was the promises Obama made. He said he'd fundamentally transform the United States. And, you know, you and I grew up, you know, racism really wasn't a thing. It was the past. It was defeated in the civil rights movement. And a lot of laws came to decriminalize the systemic racism that was in America up into the 60s. And then Obama came in and him and Reverend Wright and Jesse Jackson and all these others who who still are, are fuming with hatred just poured it out in the United States. Brother, our children's generation has been raised these last year, number, what, 12 years now? Uh, and racism and division is again, as the Bible prophesied, ethnos versus ethnos, race against race. Uh, we're seeing America lose faith in itself because we're not on our foundation anymore. And the Bible says when your foundation's not on Christ, it's like building a house on sand. It, it'll sink in and collapse and Maybe that's why so many people are losing faith in the United States. Uh, I think it's worth fighting for. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to fight. I'm going to speak out. But at the same time, uh, it's a sinking ship. And uh, it's just, it's where prophecy is leading. But what it's leading to is the true kingdom that we Christians are part of, the kingdom of Christ, the one that will last a thousand years on this earth and then forever in the eternal state. Brother, that's the kingdom that I can't wait for to come. Well, praise the Lord and Nathan, and that's what we believe is coming on the horizon. We believe uh, that, again, one of the possibilities why we don't see America in Bible prophecy, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verses 13 through 17, is a great possibility. Will you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read those verses for us? Oh, absolutely. Fantastic passage about the rapture of the church. 
Verse 13 says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not by no means will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Woo! Thank you so much, Nathan. What a, you know, that's a beautiful passage. Uh, you and I were speaking earlier. Dr. Reagan wrote a, a, a great commentary on the Lamplighter magazine many years ago, and he talked about what is America's destiny uh, on the Lamplighter magazine. And, and, and we, there he talked about, again, America not being in Bible prophecy. And one possibility uh, would be if the rapture occurred. Now, America right now has its issues. But there's a lot of Christians, Nathan, and if all of a sudden the rapture were to take place, I mean, that would change the face of this country. Right. When you look at the prophetic timeline, there's some events that, that you could see, and they need prerequisites. For instance, let's look at the Gog-Magog war. It's uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. talks about how Russia and a bunch of Islamic nations, Iran and Turkey, all the Stan nations, Libya, Sudan— they're going to feel free to come down and try to destroy Israel and plunder. Now, you got to wonder, why would Russia and the Middle East feel free to turn on Israel and try to destroy her? It also says that Sheba, Didan, and the merchants of Tarshish just sit back and watch. Well, the, those countries are the Arab countries, the ones that are making the Abraham Accord uh, normalization treaties with Israel. And the merchants of Tarshish would be the rest of the world. Uh, and so what we're seeing is, as the world steps back and the Arab nations don't commit to defending Israel, and they let Russia and these countries come down and try to destroy Israel. And you got to wonder, why would Russia and the Arab nations feel, or excuse me, the uh, Iranian and, and their allied nations feel emboldened to attack Israel? Well, America and the West has always been the uh, counterbalance to that happening. Uh, they won't attack Israel because they think that they would then have to fight us. So at some point, America needs to step back and totally unfriend, so to speak, Israel. And what would cause that? Even Democratic administrations have been very supportive of Israel. Matter of fact, Jan Markell has a wonderful teaching that shows that a lot of the Democratic administrations were more pro-Israel than Republican administrations, at least up till Donald Trump. So America isn't there to counter Russia's attack against Israel. So what has to happen to America? Well, there's a few scenarios. It, they might be separate or they might be all together. One is an economic collapse. Uh, well, the United States has rung up $6 trillion of debt. Uh, different monetary funds have already announced that America is beyond its ability to even keep up with the interest on that debt. And that economic collapse, both for the United States and the world, is a certain thing. It's going to happen. It, it, the Antichrist rises from economic collapse, so we know that's happened. Two, it could be a civil war. Uh, a few years ago, we'd never consider a civil war, but that's all we've heard talking about in the last few months. Are the red states and the blue states going to separate? That's a possibility. But I think, Vic, what you say here, the rapture of the church, you remove the Christian backbone of the United States and America falls, and then you've got China rising. Well, 
you don't read about China until the very end of the tribulation. So it loses its power too, and there's many, many, millions upon millions of Christians in China. Most people don't realize that the rapture happens, China would be hamstrung pretty badly as well. And that leaves when God steps in and destroys Russia and those Islamic nations supernaturally, there's only one superpower left standing, and that's the European Union. And the Antichrist, according to Daniel 9, rises out of the European Union. And then he uses the tragedy and the destruction around the world to consolidate his kingdom and set up the tribulation kingdom, the Antichrist kingdom. So I don't know about you, but more than ever now, all these pieces seem to be uh, fall into place and the picture is getting clearer and clearer. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And that's exactly uh, why we're sharing this so individuals can have a biblical perspective in terms of what Bible prophecy talks about, how things are lining up, the nations that are going to be involved. And I think, Nathan, now more than ever, that is so crucial is that we need to be about the Lord's business. And in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 is a clear mandate what our focus needs to be especially as we see all these things happening around us might you be able to take us there nathan to matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16 for us well i'm so glad you brought that up Vic, because uh we still live here the rapture hasn't happened yet uh, christians aren't supposed to back down and do nothing we're still uh called by god to to serve him and so this is what we do in the meantime matthew 5 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Oh, I love that passage, Nathan. And you know, Nathan, someone did a quote. I don't know who actually said it, but they said, don't fight the darkness, simply turn on the light. And I like that, right? That's <laughs> Beautiful. So simple. So simple, right? Let you let your shine, let your light. In other words, we are seeing things getting dark without a doubt. Uh, it seems bleak. A lot of people seem to be losing hope. Many Christians, this was a big blow right now with this uh, turn of this election. Uh, but the reality is, Nathan, what a great opportunity for us to just shine the light even brighter to share the gospel, to be about the Lord's business. And I mean, you and I really, uh, the little beacon of hope that is left comes from us, from the believers. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and we're empowered too. like, for instance, Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So here we learn that, that Christians might feel defeated, but we've only lost a battle, not the war. And our general is the God of the universe, and he says he's with us and he will empower us. So how can we possibly lose the war when we've got the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on our side? Uh, you know, that should remind us that, yeah, Things are temporarily bad, but things have been temporarily bad for 6,000 years, you know, ever since the fall. But that's why God's given us Bible prophecy to show us that, one, he's got the power, he's in charge, he's empowering us, and he's going to win. And because he's going to win, we'll win as well. All these things are working up towards that.
Mm. You know, Nathan, you said something earlier that I really was encouraged by, and you said that you're going to continue to fight for America and make a difference. And these next four years, I'm lining up right there with you. I believe that this is a great opportunity for us to say these next four years, you know what? We're going to make a difference in America. We are not going to sit back idle. We're going to figure out ways how we can continue to make a difference and share the gospel. Uh, again, because I think there's great opportunities for us right now, Nathan, through media, through TV, through radio, through the internet, uh, evangelism, uh, making disciples. And, and I really believe that I don't, I don't see myself uh, as everything falling apart. I see things falling in place. And we can be part of making that difference. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things about the rapture is that tied to the prophecy of the rapture is the removal of the restrainer. God's, or the Holy Spirit's restraining influence through the church. You take the church out. I mean, we saw what happened when the churches closed during the beginning of the COVID crisis, right? It's all of a sudden like a wave of evil just spread across the world. Violence yeah. and anger and riots. And that's just when the church just kind of hid in its houses for a few weeks. Imagine when there's no church, no Christians whatsoever, not one on the planet until after the rapture. I'm sure many will come be saved. The Bible says that that'll happen. But you remove the church and imagine the evil that will spread. And we read about that in the tribulation, the amount of evil that will pour forth across the planet. And so we here serve the Lord as a restraining influence against that evil. Uh, God is using us like a dam to hold back the evil so we hold with all our might. We keep that evil back until the day the Lord calls us home. Ooh, I love that, Nathan. And that's why for those of you that are tuned into this program, listen, Jesus Christ is your hope. If you don't know the Lord, uh, we want to encourage you to open up your heart to the Lord right now. You don't have to be fearful, but you can be filled with faith. Uh, we believe right now we have some amazing opportunities before the Lord's return, but it only can be accomplished through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we pray that you will consider starting that relationship uh, with the Lord even right now. And Nathan, I know we only have a, a minute or two left to the program, but will you be able to speak to that person on the other side right now that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and they're not very certain about the future, how they can start that relationship even as we speak? Well, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, your future is bleak because then your hope is in man, it's in government. And man in government has always failed and always will fail. Uh, the future uh, is going to be terrible. And then when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom, those who are standing against him will be sent to Hades. Uh, that's called torments. And there they'll wait until they're finally resurrected at the end of the millennial kingdom for the great white throne judgment. And they'll be judged and they'll be missing the one work that matters in their life, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, because they never accepted it. And so their sins still stand against them and they'll be sentenced to the lake of fire, which is hell. That's the future for those who do not believe in Jesus and have accepted him as their Lord and Savior. But if you have, then what a beautiful future you have, because Jesus has promised that he will protect us, he will redeem us, he will save us from the great wrath that's to come. Uh, we'll get to live with him in heaven and then on the new earth forever. And he says we will rule and reign with him. And it says the mind can't even comprehend what the future holds for those who love him. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then pray from your heart in faith, something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Your sins will be forgiven, your guilt will be gone, and you'll inherit a new life with Jesus Christ, and you can have hope for the future. 
Ooh, what awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. What good news for those of you that are on the other side. Hey, maybe you just pray that prayer and you went along with Nathan's uh, wonderful evangelistic request and you, you open your heart to Jesus. We would love to rejoice with you. If you could reach out to us, 305-992-9537, text us, call us. We would love to give you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And want to encourage you, find a Bible teaching church, be part of it. And uh, request the pastor that you want to be uh, baptized uh, as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And your life is going to be turned around. So Nathan and myself are just rejoicing with those of you that made the decision right now, either at this point, or maybe you're listening to this broadcast at a later point. We rejoice with you as well, because the Lord is coming back very, very soon. God loves you. And God has a wonderful plan for you and also our country. So Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that great encouraging news filling people with hope. Brother, great topic. Uh, folks, look up. Our redemption is coming near. Oh, praise the Lord. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. And we want to thank you for keeping us in prayer, keeping America in prayer. Pray for the current president, for our leadership, as the Bible tells us to do so. But let's continue to make a difference and keep our eyes. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. So Nathan, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for those encouraging words. God bless.